Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Three Championship Drive podcast, where we only talk about the Detroit Pistons. Three Championship Drive is brought to you by TheMittenSports.com. You can check us out on Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a comment, give us a rating. More importantly, hit that subscribe button. All right, let's get this started. I'm Lance Capperson. I'm with Andrew from Everything Pistons. Huge L again for the Detroit Lions. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about it. Hashtag Fire Matt Patricia. How are you doing tonight, my friend? Yeah, let's just uh, let all the followers know that these messages aren't pre-recorded. Saying it's like we're saying the same thing about the Lions every week. But, uh, man, I'm doing well. Uh, I'm waiting on my team to play here Sunday night football. We'll see how I'm doing uh, come tomorrow morning, though. What are you anticipating more, this game tonight with the return of Michael Thomas or the start of the NBA season here coming to tw- December 22nd? Oh, I'm going to have to say because my Saints are going to probably do more this season than what the Detroit Pistons will do this season. I know. I'm sorry. But getting – I mean, hey, let's talk a little football on uh, three championship drive where we only talk about the Detroit Pistons here. Um, getting Michael Thomas back and Emmanuel Sanders is, is going to be exciting tonight. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty hopeful. I, I like that Brady is now in, in the division with Breeze. I like the showdown. I like the competition. The NFC South hasn't been, I mean, there was always kind of a clear winner every year, you know, and more years than not, the Saints would be on top. There wasn't really much competition. So having Brady and Gronk and and a few more stars in Tampa Bay is making the division a little exciting now. But back to my original question, tonight's game or December 22nd, what are you looking forward to the most? Yeah, uh-uh. <laughs> I don't know because my answer is going to change right now. It's probably the, the, the game. I, I'm super excited about the game because of the, the matchup tonight. Um, but after tomorrow, it's going to be the start of the NBA season. So, <laughs> yeah, no, 
I, I can't answer that one. So if the season always started around Christmas, would you be okay with that? Let's say this is the new normal for the NBA season. Let's say December 25th morning, you wake up, you do Christmas with the kids, the family, and then at 3 p.m. or 12 p.m., first NBA, first regular season NBA game is played on Christmas. Would you want that every single year? Do you want that to be the new normal? Uh, yeah, I, I think that would be really cool. Um, now, a little bit of insight about me. We do usually uh, a Christmas day with my wife and her family. And their family aren't really NBA fans at all. So I usually only get to see here and there, or, or unless I'm watching it on my phone, um, but I think that'd be really cool. And it might give me an excuse to be like, Hey, you know what? It's the start of this. It's the first day. Can I, can I get a game in? You know, I, they're usually pretty cool about me, you know, flipping the games on and, and whatnot, but yeah, that, that would be a cool little start date for the NBA. I think December 25th should be the start day or December 22nd, whatever. Like if I can't get it on Christmas, yeah, I can't get it on Christmas, but I would take the first, cause one, you're not competing with the NFL. More people are going to be eyeing the games. I like it. Um, and then it's more basketball into the summer, which, I mean, dude, I, I mean, I love that. And while I'm getting NFL and fantasy football, I'm getting NBA free agency talk along with the draft. Like, I'm, I'm down with that. Those are my favorite things. So I would rather see the NBA season start December 22nd or the first week of Christmas. Ideally, December 25th would be the first game the start of the regular season, and it should always be an NBA Finals rematch. Because I think if it was, like if this regular season started on the 25th, there would be so much hype going into this game. There's no games played before, so both teams are starting on a clean slate. And think about the bragging rights. You end the season beating a team, and then you start the season potentially beating the same team. That is, I think that's incredible, and that's the best thing the NBA could do. Like, that would be just – I would love that. I would love that so much. You know That's what? what I want to see. You know, as I, as I was sitting here, I was thinking, and I think my position has changed, okay? And I was just sitting here thinking, let, let's start the season uh, on Christmas Eve, okay? And then Christmas Day, let's take off so everybody can be with their families. Players, refs, everybody, spend the day with your family – I, I want to change my position to, to have the NBA season start on Christmas Eve. Like I said, either the week of Christmas or ideally for me, Christmas Day. I think that is the coolest thing in the world. Make it start with finals rematches, final game of the night, finals rematch, or even just the beginning game. I don't know. Well, yeah. let's move on. Um, Lan form Lance Caparossi, screw them people that got to work on Christmas. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I mean, hey, listen, if I worked in the NBA – and I didn't miss Christmas to be close to the action. I mean, it's not every year. Like, I mean, no, I'm not going to work. Yeah. You know? I, I, I was kidding. I was, I was kidding. <laughs> especially if I worked for the Pistons, I would have 18 years of, you know, never playing on Christmas. So we're good. Right. Yeah, that would be fun. But um, speaking of finals and speaking of the finals rematch, we're going to talk about a finals MVP, Kevin Durant, hanging out with the Cornerstone franchise player, Seiko. What do you, when you saw that picture, what were your first initial thoughts? And it can't be Kevin Durant's hair. Oh my gosh. It's uh, oof. Um, 
I had to do, I had to do a double take, man. I was like, who is that old? Oh, that is that KD? No, but I, I mean, honestly, as a rookie, as a young guy in the league, soak up all that knowledge you can. Whatever he's talking, when when Kevin Durant talks, you listen. So whether he's talking to you about scoring the ball, the game, the league, he's giving you the game, you listen. So I, I love it. I love the fact that he's out there with Kevin. I think it's funny because the best tweet I saw – I said not to talk about Kevin Durant's hair, but the best tweet I saw about Kevin Durant's hair, somebody said, it looks like the JV football practice field. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Dude, I died reading that, and uh, I'll never – that's one of probably my favorite tweets of all time. No, I think it's great that Seiko is working out with Kevin Durant because the last guy to work with Kevin Durant and then his season just – like, I think he went up in double-digit scoring. I think he won MIP. He was MVP consideration. I don't know where he finished, but that was Pascal Siakam. He worked yeah. out with Kevin Durant, and it just transformed his game. Now, I don't know what the relationship is. I don't know how long he worked out with Kevin Durant, but I do know that Pascal Siakam worked out with Kevin Durant, and whatever he showed him, whatever he taught him, whatever he talked into his head, it worked, and I'm hoping the same thing happens for Seiko. I, I mean, I do. I just think it yeah. was – and, I mean, again, I don't know how much it pushes a player over the top. But, again, if we're talking about recent examples, look at Pascal Siakam. And, yeah, it did wonders for him. So, hopefully it does for Seiko. I don't know. Right. What did you think about LeVar Ball saying he wants LaMelo in Detroit, but then the video clip with LiAngelo? Do you <laughs> – if the Detroit Pistons signed LiAngelo Ball, to make LaMelo Ball happy, what would you, what would your reaction be if the Pistons signed LiAngelo Ball? I, I mean, why? I mean, I don't want any of them in Detroit. I, I, I just I, – I'm sorry. I, I really don't. Um, you better not, as a franchise, sign someone's brother to make – someone else happy I mean we're not in the the family business we're in the winning games business I mean it's happened for some other players J.R. Smith got his brother an NBA contract with the Knicks which I don't really know what it did for him that dude was I think it was Chris Smith and he was terrible no my reaction would be so we're supposed to be rebuilding but now we're signing LiAngelo Ball, who couldn't make it overseas, probably right. would have averaged 10 points a game at a mid-major, and we're giving him a real shot? No, I don't want that. I, no, would, I would be annoyed. We're, we're saving our shot for J. Cole. Yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> I, would, I would buy a custom Detroit Pistons ball jersey, and I would just burn it. Be like, no, this is not happening. I'll burn this jersey. I'm sorry, Pistons. I don't mean to burn the name on the front, but if you're going to do this type of shit, it's getting burned. That's now, what I would now, do. Now, it's recently came out that the the Pistons are possibly looking to move up to take ball. Are you not? Okay, so you when you see LaMelo Ball, take out the father stuff, take out the family stuff. 
But wouldn't you want a six foot six foot eight, potentially six foot nine point guard that can dribble that well, that has a high basketball IQ, and you can kind of can he work, shoot? Talk, you got to talk yourself through. He doesn't have the cleanest looking form. That is for sure. I think with the right, I mean, Lonzo Ball's form has changed. And before the season ended, he was shooting career highs. Lonzo Ball looked much better shooting the ball this past season. So it can be done. But again, a six foot eight, six foot nine point guard, he can, has the ball on a string, basketball IQ through the roof. And his passing is just phenomenal. Like that doesn't intrigue you at all? Well, of course it intrigues me when you only talk about a player's pros. I, well, I mean, yeah. you say you say take this and that out, take his shooting out, but I mean that's that's real. I mean, we saw and I'm not comparing the two in playing style or size or their strengths or weaknesses. I'm just making the comparison of how Pistons fans are going to react. Okay, we saw Reggie Jackson in Detroit for years, and, and Pistons fans got on him any time he missed a shot. So we're just going to take another point guard that, hey, maybe he'll fix his shot, maybe he won't, and then maybe we're going to be in the same spot we are right now in four years because we traded up to take a point guard that wasn't worth it. But it's shooting can eventually be fixed. The things that are – the Absolutely. things that you can't teach are height. You really can't you can show you can show some you can break down film, but there is a certain knack that some players have where they just know where a teammate's gonna be and they know where to put the ball. That's Absolutely. a special quality that some people don't have. That's why I talked about those <clears throat> those pros versus the cons. Like, yeah, you're absolutely right. You can't shoot the ball at a high clip. Yeah, you're gonna struggle. You can't finish around the rim. I mean, some of that could just be due to not having enough strength, enough muscle to power your shot up or power through some players. But uh, it's not – see, my thing is we say, yeah, it, he struggles shooting the ball. But to me, that's not just – he. oh, he struggles to put the ball through the hoop. That's in late games, defenses knowing I, I don't have to guard him so I'm going to crowd Luke Kennard a little bit more and sag off of this guy because he can't shoot. That's, you know, not in not, or Luke Kennard not having trust in his teammate to kick it out. That that's, I mean, it's so much more than just not being able to put the ball in the hoop. Well, we've had players <clears throat> over the years recently that have struggled to shoot the ball that have still ended games and have been effective. Like Ish Smith comes to mind. Like he wasn't a great shooter. This is something he's always lacked in his game. Like, Ish Smith has all the tools to be a quality starting point guard, except for the dude can't shoot. Like, And, and, then, and where did – as much as I love him, where did Ish Smith take us, though? Yeah, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it, there's, it's possible to have somebody close games that can't shoot or can't take the pressure off of somebody else if what they do – is like can it has to be like a pluses and not minuses thing like yeah you're weak in this area but everything else you do is so good where we have we have to play you because you can still affect the game a certain way I'm not saying LaMelo Ball is that player I'm just saying like there are players that do do that so shooting yes it is a huge part of it but I do think once he changes his shot and gets more confident shooting a certain way 
his game was just going to change. And, like, I mean, he can still be effective from the mid-range, even without a great-looking jumper, because he has a nice little runner. He has a good floater. He does have height. And I think he could be a real chess piece in, you know, with the right coach and the right system. So, I mean, don't give me what you've, uh, you've convinced me, Lance. I agree with you because you know, you know what Detroit is always known for grooming their players and getting the max potential out of their draft picks. Hey, that was not, that was the old coach. We're talking about Dwayne Casey here. Which, which old coach? All of them? <laughs> all of them. All of the regimes before Dwayne Casey were bad at developing the guys, about developing the rookies. But anyways, I'm not saying I'm sold on LaMelo Ball. We're only talking about him because he was brought up. Like, I like Killian Hayes. I like Kyra Lewis. I like Terrell Terry. I like RJ Hampton. I like those guys at seven more than I like LaMelo Ball. But yeah. recent, recently they've been talking about Patrick Williams. and I was just about to ask you because since you're my, you're my draft guy, I was just about to ask you because it, it's kind of leaked out that the Pistons have may or may not have made a promise to him at seven. For him, yep. this is what I hate. This is what I hate, and we've been doing this for years. It's drafting these – versatile forwards that are explosive athletes that struggle shooting the ball. Now, the one thing that I read about him is there's a lot of potential on his jump shot. So meaning like in, in order for him, he has to have a jump shot more so than LaMelo ball because he ha- he doesn't do everything. Like you got to keep the D de- you got to keep the defense honest. Like if you play, I mean, if you, if you play off of him, he just becomes a non-factor offensively because you're not going to put the ball in his hands like it takes away his ability to drive at least LaMelo ball can get the ball up so Patrick Williams in my in my in my case for what I'm saying is I don't want them to go after a versatile forward that can't shoot now if there's potential of him shooting and his jump shot looks good like his mechanics look good and there's just minor tweaks you want to make I'm all for it I want to see one of these guys eventually make it in you know drafted by Troy Weaver but man there is a long list of versatile forwards that Troy Weaver has drafted at Oklahoma Oklahoma City that have not panned out well and that's what terrifies me because there is this consensus that basketball is moving to positionless basketball so you want more of these guys that are 6869 that you can switch on the pick and roll that they can play multiple positions and that's all great, but at the same time, if the dude can't shoot and keep a defense honest, that's kind of a problem. Like, he can do everything else well, but, I mean, I guess I'm kind of making – yeah, I don't know. I'm not really that high on Patrick Williams at all in this he, draft. The way you describe him kind of makes me think of Stanley Johnson coming out of college. Not, yep. not Stanley Johnson on the Detroit Pistons, Stanley Johnson out of college. Yeah, it's exactly it, – that's – I think he might be more of an explosive athlete, though, than Stanley Johnson because Stanley Johnson, like, his high school mixtape is amazing and he's dunking all over everybody. But then in college, it's just, like, finger roll, YMCA moves. Like, he plays like me at the YMCA when he attacks the rim, like, trying to do all these over and unders and stuff to get the ball around. Fenders, I don't get why he did that. He was 6'8". Right. 
probably shoot the same percentage too. Ooh, I might actually shoot higher. Like, I'm just going to go ahead and say you hear that. that, Stanley? Oh, I, I would tell him, yes. Like, bro, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> no, Patrick Williams is kind of – he's in the same mold. Yeah, he's kind of in the same mold as a Stanley Johnson, a versatile forward, great on the defensive end, can do a few things offensively, but struggles shooting the ball. So I didn't really like that rumor. If they are promising him that, I'm a little terrified because – those guys have not panned out well in Detroit. But you got me thinking, though, when it comes to developing guys, if you could pick Stanley Johnson, Henry Ellison, Darko Milicic to live up to their potential, you can only pick one. Who are you picking? Stanley, for sure. Stanley? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Henry Ellison, uh, I don't – I'm not sure what the Pistons were going for there. I, I mean, I get it, uh, a forward – with some size and, and can shoot the ball. So we thought could shoot the ball. Um, but he wasn't very athletic, wasn't very fast, didn't dribble the ball fast, wasn't a, a, an expert passer. So, I mean, I'm not sure what Detroit was, was reaching for there. Darko, we didn't need, obviously didn't need him to live up to anything to hit that championship. And Stanley Johnson was a player that, you know, it hurts my heart that, he didn't succeed in Detroit because that level of defense, I mean, that, that doesn't come very often that he could play and and being a young player and, you know, going toe to toe with LeBron James and not backing down. I mean, that's a big feat right there. So I I really enjoyed Stanley Johnson and I would have loved to see his offensive game blossom and become, you know, something of maybe still a player in Detroit. What was the ceiling, though, for you with Stanley Johnson? Where were, who was a player you compared him to, and what, what, what did you think? What do you think his ceiling was? So I've, I've said it uh, a couple times. Bruce Brown last season was everything that the Pistons wanted Stanley Johnson to be. You know, a, a rough and tough defender and someone that can just hit layups, dunks, and the occasional three. And, you know, Bruce Brown will go out there and get you 18 points, 9, 10 rebounds, and a few assists. And that's what everything Detroit – or that's what Detroit wanted Stanley Johnson. Yeah, I was really high on Stanley Johnson. I thought he had potential to be like a Grant Hill light, a guy that could do a little bit of everything and could potentially carry a team. But if I'm picking out of those three, since you picked Stanley Johnson – I'd say Henry Ellison, because I always thought Henry Ellison could be, like, a better rebounding version of Ryan Anderson, and that's kind of what I thought. Like, a big guy that could spread the floor, could dribble past a few guys, but was really good at getting the ball. Like, he averaged, like, 20 and 10 in college. I thought the 10 rebounds would translate more than anything else, but that dude was just trash in everything that he did. So... It's a really kind of sucks that we drafted those three guys and none of them panned out. We'll end it with this. Who do you want to see Detroit play to start the season? To start the season. Hmm. I want to see him play the Charlotte Hornets. I was going to, I was going to guess that. I was seriously (laughs) going to guess that. If you had waited one second longer, it would have been Charlotte. For for some of the listeners that that don't know, I'm I'm here in Charlotte, native uh, of Michigan, transplant here in Charlotte, and I I live 
maybe 30 minutes from, from the arena and the Charlotte Hornets are pretty bad. So tickets usually go, you know, I can sit near courtside, maybe 12 to 15 rows up for maybe a hundred bucks a ticket. So for me, I either want to see the Chicago Bulls or the Cleveland Cavaliers game one. So we win. So we win, but also I'm actually a huge fan of Zach Levine. I love the way that dude plays. And also I just want to see Andre, Andre Drummond lose to the Pistons. So that would be my two teams. We could open it up against the LA Lakers against uh, new Piston, former LA Kyle Kuzma playing. Yeah, if he comes over. <laughs> I mean, I guess it would be kind of cool to see KCP again. In, yeah, I mean, if he can, too. if he can travel, I forget. I don't know if he still can or not. He's he's a free agent, isn't he? Yeah, I think he probably goes to Atlanta. To be honest with you, that seems to be like the reports. Man, I, don't see I them. can't wait. I can't wait till this free agency opens up and these trades start happening and the landscape of the NBA starts to shift just a little bit. And, you know, it's going to be wild here coming up soon. Oh, and real quick, to the person that asked me why I want Monte Morris in Detroit, he's a good point guard that I think deserves more minutes and more of an opportunity because every time he's got to play, he showed up and he's 2013 Mr. Michigan. Yeah, That's I was going to say Flint. Flinttown native, right? Yeah, and he won the most prestigious award for high school athletes in the state of Michigan, which is Mr. Basketball. I mean, Chris Webber won that award. Monte Morris is on, is right there with him. He won that award as well. Monte Morris, to me, is a solid NBA point guard, and I would love to see him in Detroit. In my that that's my two cents on Monte Morris. Just I love everything that he does. Would love to see him play in Detroit. All right, that is the podcast. Check out 3 Championship Drive on Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a comment, give us a rating. More importantly, hit that subscribe button. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.